Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> hey, Bye Fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I am joined now with Ben Davison. Ben, where are you right now? Are you in London? Yep. Well, in Essex. Essex. I was just there the other day for the first time. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. I went to some restaurant. I think, I think it's in Essex. It's called the gallery. Have you heard of it? The gallery. Yeah. I heard it. I, well, I was told it's Essex. (laughs) Uh, Is Essex near South Watford? (laughs) South Watford. Uh, no, I don't think so, no. Well, Essex is quite big, so it could be South Watford. That's what Mel said. No, it's not. Whatever. Anyways, (laughs) I thought I was there. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, moving on. Today's a rainy, shitty day in Manchester, so I appreciate you keeping me company today by doing this interview. That's Um, all right. You had a really big weekend uh, with Usyk versus Chisora. Before we get on to what I think you know I want to talk about, uh, let's talk a bit about the fight itself. There was a lot of, how would I say this? There were some people who may have felt that Derek Chisora just edged it while others saw it completely differently. How did you see it? I felt like Usyk won the fight. I definitely think that Chisora probably had some more obvious moments of success than what most people would probably imagined going into the fight. Um, but, you know, that's credit to both fighters because it shows that Chisora over-expected expectations and Usyk was clearly prepared for better than what people had expected him to be up against. So he obviously didn't take Chisora lightly and was prepared for a rough heavyweight, I would call debut. I know he fought Chaz Witherspoon, but realistically, that was his heavyweight debut right. in my eye. When I interviewed Usyk yesterday, he said that he, in his heart, he believed that 
David Hay and Tony Bilyeu with them, you know, screaming and, and cheering on uh, Derek, it was sort of, it was like a plan to, to persuade how the judges saw it. What do you think of him saying that? No, I wouldn't say so. I'd imagine that, you know, behind closed doors, he probably really heard that himself, you know, all the screaming was for, and all the cheering was for uh, Chisora. So, you know, us back home, we although you can hear it, it wasn't as obvious as it would be if you was there, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but no, I wouldn't say so because, um, you know, people are watching it from home and I think some people from home had the the thing of, was a bit, uh, taken back by the success that Chisora had, which was in moments, mm -hmm. in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Having seen a proper test now for Usyk, what would you, or how would you say that he would sort of fare against the likes of Tyson and Anthony Joshua? I just think stylistically, he'll struggle against the guys with the, the with the the proper heavyweights, and when I say proper heavyweights, mm -hmm. they've got size, weight, um, height, reach, speed, power, strength. Um, and Usyk, although he's he's not small, what I took away from the Chisora fight um, with Usyk was that he just he didn't seem to have, although he doesn't have the same physicalities as the Joshua and a, as Tyson. He didn't seem to have the strength, like boxing on the back foot against somebody that size. Sometimes there's a time and a place when you're put in a compromised position that you may have to smother, may have to engage in a clinch, um, nullify your opponent from having any moments. Mm -hmm. And it didn't look like he had the strength to do so. All the confidence, like I think he was very wary of, of letting his hands go probably as much as he would have liked to. But normally in a situation like that against a rugged come forward type fighter, a smart boxer would get his shots off and, and smother the the potential counter that the the rugged type fighter is going to come back with. And Chisora was mm -hmm. taking his head low, coming over the top of the right hand. Um, but Usyk just didn't seem to be comfortable to to engage in a clinch, um, which probably stemmed from the way that Chisora, you know, used those rough tactics in a clinch in the early part of the fight. But he just didn't seem to have the strength, although. Once Chisora sort of uh, his tank letting down, so to speak, Usyk was able to walk him back. But even still, I don't think he was overly keen on engaging um, mm -hmm. in a clinch with a bigger man. And I think that it just sort of showed, which was sort of my expectations. I'm a big Usyk fan, but I just don't think he's got the, the physical capabilities matched with his style mm -hmm. to... to, to really be a huge threat in the heavyweight division but I understand that a lot of people disagree as well so how did you score it then how many rounds for I, did, I, did, I didn't sit and score it but mm -hmm. you could probably say Chizora maybe won four rounds mm -hmm. give or take a round that's what I keep hearing but yeah unfortunately yeah. where I was watching it um had a bit of a technical issue so I missed the first three rounds so I wasn't able to, yeah, I know it was bad. I was like, ah, and so I actually had to call my friend and go, I can't get this damn thing to work. Cause I had ordered it from a tablet. And then it kept saying, you got to go watch it from um, a TV. 
but I was like, no, I want to watch it from this. Like I ordered it from, I ordered, I literally ordered it twice. So we're going to have to call and get a refund. So I ordered it twice and wasn't able to watch it. I don't know what was going on. So I had my friend, I had my friend hold her, uh, I'll go on FaceTime and hold it up so I can watch it on FaceTime. <laughs> the first couple of rounds are the most interesting as well. That's what I was hearing. Cause I was hearing that, um, that, Chisora was winning and I was like, oh my god, I'm missing it. <laughs> so stressed out. <laughs> no, so yeah, but I heard Yeah, I heard a lot of people said that, that Chisora had definitely won the first three or four rounds. So um but another interesting thing that came up and and obviously one of the biggest things I want to talk to you about was as you know, the video that Deontay Wilder issued, he put out and he basically accused uh, Tyson Fury of cheating um pretty strong words uh and then he he made accusations against uh mark Breland as well so just first and foremost from somebody who was a part of the team on the first fight how did you feel about those accusations i mean <laughs> you know i saw he said something along the lines of ricky out and put tyson's hand in a compromised position of the part of the glove or something like that like just ridiculous um like Tyson would be busting his own hands up um you think there's a video where Tyson's the with his Ben you're freezing up. like if your hand you're freezing can you hear me now you, I, literally as you got on the topic it's like it burp, burp, burp. <laughs> can you hear okay, me I now? Can hear you, I can hear you now. Let's start. Let's what, start over there. <laughs> what part did we get to? You literally, when you, when I just asked the question, you started to answer. So you could literally start over because it was, it was cutting out. Yeah. So I, I saw that he said that he felt like Ricky Hatton pulled Tyson's glove down into a compromised part of the glove, which not only would be, you know, damaging to Tyson's own hands. It's illegal. Uh, but I also think there's a video of Tyson where he opens the glove up and grabs his shorts and pulls his shorts up. Like, you can't do that if your hand's in, not in the glove. But I don't know. Um, it is what it is. But in terms of the talk for the second fight, like, there's commissioners and, and Nevada are known to be a top, top commission. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of respect for Bob Bennett. And, you know, how are you going to put something like an egg weight in your glove um, in front of the Nevada Commission? And his own coach, well, one of his own coaches, is, 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 in, is in the dressing room. Um, tampering with a water, I'd, you know, I can't comment on anything like that. You know, it sounds very bizarre. If that's how he feels, that's how he feels. Um, what was the other one? Oh, you know, this little trainer was very harsh because he said that, you know, he had a lump in the side of his head and, mm -hmm. you know, felt like he, he had taken these muscle relaxers and just wasn't there and all of these kind of things. But, mm -hmm. and then he's calling the person that pulled him out of being in that situation mm -hmm. to, to be able to live to fight another day, a disloyal trainer. So, you know that's a little bit that's a little bit strange um 
you know, but I've got a lot of respect for Jay, Jay Diaz. I think he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's the one person on your team because that's not true. You know, Jay Diaz has worked with Deontay since the first day he ever stepped in a boxing gym. So, but the problem is often these, these fighters, and I'm not saying this is definitely the case with, with, with Wilder, but often the fighters, they end up with these entourages around them of people. And like I say, I'm not saying that his coaching team, I'm not talking about the coaching team, I'm talking about the people that are around. And yeah. You mean like just outside influences um, who aren't a part of like the training camp? Yeah, well, even sometimes they're part of the training camp, but they're not actually part of the coaching team mm. they're there the water boy the this the that do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. they end up almost making excuses for the fighters and giving the fighters reasons why this happened why that happened and pushing mm-hmm. the blame to everybody else and often it's hard to then self-reflect and I feel like the biggest strength that any fighter can have is self-awareness um, know what you did good know what you didn't do good know where your strengths are know where your weaknesses are mm-hmm. um, but Usually what happens is that when this entourage comes around, you lose sight of that self-awareness because you haven't got the people there that are going to tell you the truth and the reality of of what may have happened. So I also felt it was quite uh, interesting where he said the atmosphere felt funny, very weary or something like that, I heard him say. But that's perception. So that sort of says to me that that was his mindset. You know, maybe he wasn't mm-hmm. fully confident going into the fight. Um Maybe he had doubts in himself, which are all fine. That's that those things can happen. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're self-aware to go, do you know what? Maybe I need to be a little bit more this with my preparation. Maybe I need to be a little bit more that with my preparation. Or you can work around it as long as you're realistic and self-aware. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think with his entourage is often people, not just fighters, like anybody that ends up with these entourages, they can lose sight of, of almost reality. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the case with Wilder. I'm just saying, you know, I just found it very bizarre, everything that's, that, that had been said and that. But listen, he's entitled to to believe what he wants to believe. And Well, I know, I know that when the fight, and, or the second fight initially happened, there was... Um, a lot of talk of the glove gate. They called it the glove gate. Mm. And it was circulating around or on YouTube for a while. So I, I didn't hear much of it after that. It was just a few people picking up on things, making videos about it, talking about it. And then there was like this eerie silence from Deontay, which everyone assumed was, it could have been a good thing. Silence is a good thing at times, do you know, it's, it's necessary. And I thought, you know what, he must be really just like training his ass off and, you know, working on his craft but silently. And then the video comes out. And so not quite sure if that was always his feeling on it because he didn't say anything straight away. It wasn't something that he came out and goes, I, I felt it was this instantly, but like how many months has it been now? It's been what, 10 months? Has it been 10 months? No, about eight, I think. He fought in January. End of February, Janu- March, April. Oh, okay. April, end of February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. October. 
Okay, because I, fuck, 2020's got me lost. <laughs> Half the time, I don't know where, what time it is. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So I think it is shocking for everyone listening to it just because it wasn't something that was said instantly. Sorry, I don't know what's going on with the sound. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Because it was cracking for a second. Um, but from someone who was who was once a part of of camp, are you offended by that? Are you does a part of you feel offended that 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 could even be something they would assume that your you and your camp would be involved in? Not really, you know. It's, it is what it is. People come out of all this nonsense, don't they? So it is what it is. Really, not really interested. Um, mm. You know, like I said, um, the Los Angeles Commission, California Commission, um, they're a top commission where the first fight took place, and the same with Nevada State Athletic Commission. So, like, it's what it is, you know. What can you say? It's just a little bit, it's just very bizarre, but. Now there's talks of possible legal action. Uh, if Tyson doesn't fight him next, did you read about that? Yeah, and 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 you know, it's not you know, it's what you have lawyers for and contracts mm -hmm. for and all the rest of it. And you know, I couldn't comment on what the situation is there. I have no idea. But you know, if the contract stand and and that's how he feels, then you know his team will be in a position to feel like they, you know, that's, that's the move to make. Um, but if the contracts run out or, you know, Tyson's team feel like that's, uh, that's run out and it's, it's on to them to, to move on. Mm -hmm. I don't know the situation, you know, so it's just boxing, boxing's a business and sometimes it can get a little bit messy. Mm -hmm. It seems like, from what Deontay's saying, he wants to fight. So, I'm super, I'm super confused though, Ben, because you're hearing on one side that the rematch clause expired, which technically leaves them legally able to move on. But then now it's like you're going to sue for moving on. So I'm super confused because I, I don't know what, what to believe with it then because... It's the only thing, the only thing I can imagine is that there's a sticky situation where the rematch clause was probably in place for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. With what's happened with coronavirus, it seems as though Wilder's team will probably have in their mind, well, that will be extended because of the pandemic and everything that's gone on. Um, the other side will probably think, well. Clearly, with what's gone on, you mm -hmm. know, we're still due our rematch. But I'm sure that nobody put in the contracts if COVID-19 happens, um, you know, the contract shall therefore be extended. So, I don't know. I'm sure it looks like it could be a bit of a messy one. It's certainly one that uh, is a little bit out of my league when it comes to mm -hmm. uh, contracts. <laughs> Based on what you've been able to kind of gather from what social media has been saying, 
what other trainers have come out and said. It seems like everyone has had a pretty strong opinion on the video. Do you think that this hurt Deontay Wilder's image? Well, whether or not he believes it to be true, because you got to remember, he if he's going to do a video like this, he really feels that this is his truth. Do you know what I mean? What I will say is this: there's a couple of things that I would, uh, how I'd look here. If he's thinking, listen, I've got a fur fight coming up. This is the way to sell it. Everybody's going to be talking about it. We're here talking about it now, mm-hmm. so. Maybe it's a genius move if he's thinking, well, this is a way to get people talking to sell the third fight. Brilliant move. Brilliant move. If it's a case of him thinking this is what I actually believe has happened, I don't know what to say, to be honest, about that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's hard to say. Because, look, I've got a lot of respect for Deontay Wilder. Yeah, me top, too. Top fighter, you know. Mm-hmm. I think deep down he's, he's a good person and, uh, you know, he's achieved mm-hmm. amazing things in boxing. But, you know, he, he lost the fight. These things happened. It's happened to some of the, you know, all of the best fighters, bar and Floyd Mayweather. So, it's, uh, it's one of them, I don't know. I know. I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, <laughs> Like you, it's just like, kind of just like, I don't know, you know, because then at the same time, you got to respect that this is some, someone truly believes this is his, this is his truth, that this is what happens. And as out there as it may come off to some, he truly believes this. So I but just. But sometimes that complete ignorant, not ignorance is the wrong word, but that complete I don't give a care what the whole rest of the world thinks. Mm-hmm. This is my belief. And that type of mindset can actually be a strength. But in this case, you know, I find it hard to believe that that would be the case. But I don't know. It's just a strange one, isn't it? Like, yeah. It is. And it, more, than, it, more than anything, it's a, it's a very strong statement to make um, because if, lawyers do get involved at some given point. I mean, people are even saying that Mark Breland may even have a lawsuit himself for defamation of character. If, if oh, but how do you prove that he, exactly. he's done something to the, do you know what I mean? There is no... That's what I'm saying. It's tricky because you can't speak out on something without physical evidence. And then at the same time, because you are liable, especially when someone is, it could affect their careers which could affect their income, which ultimately affects their livelihood. So it is something that you have to be very careful what you say without real hardcore evidence. Otherwise, you know, it, it can just get messy. You know. Strange one because, you know, if you go back and look, I'm, I'm talking, uh, not actually talking about boxing at the minute, but if you go back and look at some of the old footage or interviews and that of Deontay Wilder and then have a look at it now, it's like a completely different person. You know, everybody wants success, but sometimes success can almost be... It just goes to show what success can do for people, you know, and I'm not saying he's now in a worse position or anything like that than 
than he was before he became heavyweight champion of the world. But, you know, it does make you wonder how he, how he's looking at the world. Mm. State of mind. Um, what sort of frame of mind is he in coming out of these kind of things, you know? But like I, I say, I don't think that... I've always said that it's not so much the people that change, but, oh, he's changed, he's changed. It's not so much the people change, it's the people that surround them, they change. Mm -hmm. They change the way they behave around in their company. They change the way they, they look at those people, speak to those people. And that ends up having an effect on that person changing because mm -hmm. they lose sight of reality. Like I said, no one's going to be there to tell them the truth and tell them, you know, what's what which sometimes we all need, mm -hmm. then these, you know, it can often lead to things like this happening. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that's the case. Like I say, I, I couldn't say that that's definitely the case, but no, it does make you wonder, let's put it mm -hmm. that way. It does. It does. And like you, I really don't know what to say about it aside from this is something that he truly believes. He truly believes everything he said. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what comes of it in, in the next week or two. I, I haven't spoken to Tyson. Have you spoken to Tyson? Not about I, the comments that's just been made. Okay. No. Yeah. He, um, he's been silent about it, which is probably the smartest thing to do at this point. Let the team deal with it. Um, I guess before we wrap, I'll ask you what your thoughts are on the weekend fight with did you get a chance to see Davis versus Santa Cruz? Thoughts? <laughs> I thought, I thought uh, you know, I thought it was a, a good fight. I thought mm -hmm. that I felt like Javonta Davis looked a little bit more fundamentally sound, a little bit more mature than I'd seen him before. And he, Definitely would have needed to be to needed to have been to mm -hmm. be to beat uh, Leo Santa Cruz um, and made a great adaptation in the fight to to start pressing the action. He just looked too physical for Santa Cruz when he did that, mm -hmm. and uh, to top it off with the physicality is a smart finish. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate you taking the time to to do this, even though I saw you did an interview with Umar yesterday. Oh, that was a little... Hmm. Mm. Well, I did ask you yesterday, so I'm just saying. He, uh, <laughs> what was yesterday? Yesterday was Sunday. Mm. He just phoned me up after the fight. Mm. See, that's the problem. Like, literally, they hadn't so, even given their interview. It's so easy for guys, right? You guys can just pick up the phone, y'all don't give a shit. But then it's like me, I got to, well, let me do my hair real quick. And let me, like, is there lighting? Like, can I get some lighting? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes mine's like a little delayed by maybe a few hours or a day. You just have to do it over <laughs> Snapchat with a Snapchat filter. <laughs> We'd have to do it in one minute increments too. Hold on, the filter's ending. Next. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, I appreciate it. Thank you so much and um, for giving your opinion on what's going on currently. It just seems like it's been a, a whirlwind of things in the last 48 hours, huh? It feels like. Certainly, certainly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.